Welcome to the Buick Outdoors Podcast. I'm your host, Sheldon Marion, and on this podcast, we dive deep into the outdoors. We discuss hunting and fishing techniques, give you tips and tricks, tell stories, and everything in between to help you enjoy the outdoors. This podcast is brought to you by Northbound Gear. Northbound Gear is designed for maneuverability and durability and is made to last through even the toughest of elements. My go-to for their pants is the Water Resistance Adventure Pants and their lined waterproof jeans. I've worn them while out ice fishing, crawling through the woods, bear hunting, and on the west coast out on the boat. And I even wear them around when I'm having a lazy day at the house. They are that comfortable. They also offer jackets, summer pants, backpacks, and many more. Men's and women's sizes are available, and by partnering with One Tree Planted, you're planting a tree with every purchase. Check them out for yourself at northboundgear.co, and when you use my promo code SHELDON15 at checkout, you'll receive 15% off your order. That's northboundgear.co and promo code SHELDON15. This podcast is brought to you by Rampage Coffee. Rampage Coffee is crafted in micro-batches to produce a premium quality coffee that is just not possible any other way. Step up your coffee game and get amped with premium quality freshly roasted coffee. Right now I'm waiting on the sampler bundle where you get to try all four blends for around $20. It comes with a full force premium espresso, code black dark roast, riot medium roast, the C4 extreme caffeine blend, and it also comes with some pretty cool looking stickers. If you head over to rampagecoffee.com and use our promo code Buick, you'll receive 10% off. That's rampagecoffee.com, promo code B-U-I-C-K to get 10% off and get amped with Rampage Coffee. Oh, welcome back to another Buick Outdoors podcast. Uh, you know, springtime, it's pretty well here. It's right around the corner. And so with that comes our syrup season. Uh, you know, up here in the north, we don't necessarily have maple trees that we can tap. Uh, but we do have birch trees and, you know, it's generally pretty well the same thing. Like the kind of short and sweet thing of it is, you know, you, you tap a tree by drilling a hole into the side of the tree. You put a top in it, you hang a bucket underneath your top, you collect the, the sap that comes out. Then you boil down the sap so you get rid of all the water in it. And then pretty well what you're left with is just the natural sugars. Uh, you know, for me, I've been doing it for quite a few years here now. And, uh, when I started, I didn't have a drill. I didn't have any taps, didn't have buckets. Uh, what I used was just red solo cups, a knife, a couple of thumbtacks and a roll of tape. And so if you're, if you're curious on how to get started and you just want to kind of go out and give it a try just to, you know, whatever, get a, a cup of syrup. You know, it's it's a very, very easy thing that you can start and do on your own. And uh, it's just another way to get out into the woods. Uh, for me, what I did when I first started is once you find like a nice little stand of birch trees, uh, I'd go out and I'd take my little red solo cup and I'd tack it to a tree, or to a birch. And then I would take a small piece of duct tape, maybe about four inches long and pretty well tape it to the inside rim of your red solo cup and then tape it to the tree or what you can do to help funnel it a little bit better is you tape it to the tree first 
and then it kind of creates like a natural V almost into the cup. And then I would take my knife and with just the tip of the knife, I'd stab it uh, just a, just slightly above the tape. And I'd go maybe a quarter of an inch deep and I would I'd kind of stab it twice. So it would make like kind of like a V notch. And then when you do that, you get the inside bark layer where all the sap kind of runs up the tree and once as you cut that v uh the sap just kind of runs out of your v cut it runs down the tree trunk hits your tape and then drips down into your red solo cup and that's basically how i got started uh you know there's there's good and bad ways uh good and bad things about doing it that way uh the good is that it's extremely cheap you know for a few bucks you have all the equipment and gear that you need to uh to start tapping trees the bad part is a lot of the times uh the tape doesn't necessarily stick too good to the tree or it sticks really good but the the sap it'll find just a little seam where it can kind of work its way uh behind the tape and then the it the sap just runs all the way down the tree and then you're kind of watering itself kind of a deal but uh you know you end up missing out on quite a bit of sap uh the good thing though is when you're doing that you know when it comes to tapping the trees it's quick it's easy uh when it comes to collecting the sap what i do is i'll i'll just bring like a five gallon bucket with me and i try to peel the tape off the cup but i don't peel it off the tree because once you break that seal the tree is just constantly running. So once as you break that seal, then the face gets wet, and then you just can't get your tape to uh, to restick to the tree. So I try my best to just pull that tape back from the cup, and then while the cup is still on the tack, if it's far enough away from the tape, you can just turn it, dump it into your bucket, and then set her back to where it was. Or you can just pull the tack out, dump your uh, cup of sap, into your bucket and then tack your uh, cup back onto the tree and it works really good and uh you know it like i said it's a good way to get out and get started uh it's definitely not the best way but it it does work uh, i've made quite a few jars of uh birch sap or birch syrup doing it that way and uh even even the odd time nowadays i still do it more or less for the nostalgia or from creating a video or whatever, just showing you that side of things and, you know, that you can do it that way. Uh, but now we do things uh, a bit differently. Uh, I have a cordless drill now and I have just a drill bit and uh, just pretty well copper, uh, what are they, mail-by-mail hose fittings. And so the copper fittings, they're half inch wide and they're just a uh, straight hose fitting, male by male uh, hose connectors. And the drill bit that I use is a 7 16th. So that way it's slightly smaller than half inch. You know, half inch would be 8 16th. And what you end up doing is the same, pretty well the same principles as using a cup. Uh, I go out and I drill a hole into the side of the tree and it doesn't have to be that deep. You're not, uh, the sap doesn't run in the core of the tree. Uh, 
Uh, you have your outer bark. Then there's a small little layer of like, I don't know, inner bark, whatever you want to call it. And then just past that is where all the sap runs up the tree. And it's a quarter inch to half inch kind of a range is how I like to, uh, how deep I like to drill my taps. But anyways, I take my drill, I drill in that quarter inch to half inch. I take my little male-by-male hose connector, and I take a hammer, and I just slowly tap it in, and it doesn't take much. It's only a, a sixteenth of an inch bigger. And with the birch trees, when they're still alive and stuff, you know, they're they're pretty pretty soft and easy to nail into. And then a lot of times now, instead of using cups, I bring buckets with me. And the odd tree, I'll bring like an actual five-gallon water jug. And I'll explain that here in a second. But uh, I'll take like a, a two-inch nail, like a framing nail. I'll tap that into the tree underneath the, the actual tree tap itself. And then my buckets that I use, I don't use anything fancy. I don't use any stainless steel buckets or anything like that. I honestly go to like the dollar store going to like the kids play section and they always have like those little little plastic buckets they're like a dollar 25 i'll buy like a dozen of them or whatever and they have their own little plastic handles and stuff and i'll just hang that on the two inch nail that's in the tree and you pretty well just sit back relax and let it drip out and uh depending on the time of year some days it's once a day you check your uh, your tree taps and uh, collect all your your sap. Uh, other times, it's like every couple of hours I go out because the, the buckets will be full. And that also depends on the tree and how healthy the tree is. And, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. You'll see some trees, they produce, like, amazing. Uh, and then others, you go out and, you know, it's a steady drip, but it's kind of like one drip every three or four seconds. And for the trees that produce like crazy, uh, what we have done is take like a regular old five-gallon water jug, like those reusable jugs that you get at the, you know, water stations or at the grocery store or whatever. And we'll take like an actual half-inch water line, attach it to that half-inch uh, hose connector that you're using as a tree tap. And we'll drape that down and actually put it inside one of those five-gallon uh, water jugs. And then usually either shove like a rag on the top so a bunch of bugs and stuff can't get in there. Or just kind of try to tape it. Pretty well just try to cover the top up so nothing's, uh, you know, well, you try to make it so nothing gets in there. I mean, you filter it uh, when it's all said and done anyways. And those are for the trees that... You know, there's times where as soon as you drill into that tree, you pull the bit out and the the sap just starts to run. Like it's, it doesn't slowly pool up in the bottom of your drill bit hole and then kind of drip out. Like it, it almost squirts out at you kind of a thing. Uh, that doesn't happen with every tree, but it, uh, it does happen and it happens actually quite a bit. But uh, yeah, with those ones too, at least when you're doing it that way, you're not... You know, you're not wasting a bunch of the sap. Uh, you want to collect as much as you can. Uh, 
I mean, it's not bad if it runs out, but I mean, if you're tapping into a tree, you might as well collect as much as you can. Uh, otherwise, you know, it is a little wasteful in a way, but I mean, it's not overly too bad. One thing that I'll mention too is the time of year that you tap birch trees. Uh, again, it kind of depends on the tree and it depends on the weather that you're having. Uh, I've tapped them as early as the first week of April and other years I haven't been able to tap any until almost the last week of April. And it all just depends on how warm your spring is because basically what happens is you want to you want to tap them right when the the buds on the branches start to start to form and that's when you know the the trees new year growth is starting to come in and all that good stuff uh you know if it's too early in season you'll have a dry tree too late in the season and all the sugars and stuff that were going up that are just not going to be there and i'm actually not too sure what would happen if you tapped it in the summer kind of a thing or like a couple weeks past the prime because you know, I get what I get when I get it. And then there's just a certain time where I just kind of stop basically, you know, once the leaves start to grow kind of a thing. So you have like a, uh, it's about a three to four week window uh, that you have to tap them. So, uh, yeah, I actually don't know what would happen in the summer. Maybe this summer I'll, uh, I'll test that out. I'll just go to one of the trees in the yard here in case I accidentally kill it or whatever and just kind of see what happens. But, uh, yeah, it's a really cool, unique process. Um, you know, once as I collect uh, uh, maybe about 10 to 15 gallons of uh, birch sap, uh, what I end up doing is I take an empty 5-gallon bucket and I use either cheesecloth, game bags, or a brand new clean pillowcase and I put it over the top and then I kind of drape it over the sides there too so it kind of has something to hold on to and I'll take my collection buckets and usually though you get the odd leaf or stick or ant moth whatever I mean you're out in the bush right so you get all sorts of floaties and junk in there and what I do is I'll just pour it over top of the cheesecloth or the game bags or pillowcase, whatever it is that you're using. And that's what I use as a filter. Uh, you know, I mean, really, whatever's in there, I don't think it's going to hurt you at all. I've been doing it for years and nothing's ever really affected me, right? So I mainly just use the filter just to get rid of all the floaties. Because there is sticks and ants and stuff and it's, you know... Where you don't want that in your syrup, basically. And also, don't be afraid to take a swig of the birch water itself or the birch sap. Uh, it, it's a very, very, very lightly sweetened water. And it almost tastes like a spring water kind of a thing. Uh, it is just... I don't know how to describe it other than just like extremely refreshing it feels like it hydrates you just be careful that you don't drink too much of it because it can be used as a laxative as well uh, i found that out the hard way a few years ago when i first got into this uh when i was tapping my trees during the day the sun would come out and it'd be nice and hot and warm and by about 10 a.m ish around there 
it was hot enough where the trees would start to tap or start to run. And then as the sun would go down, it was getting cold and they would kind of stop producing around like about 8 p.m. kind of a thing. And then overnight it would get down to freezing and well, somewhat freezing, like minus one kind of a thing. So it was it was cold enough where the trees would stop producing. But then you'd get this nice little layer of ice right on top of my red soul cups. So in the morning I'd go out. I'd pull that piece of ice off, toss that into the trees, and the first probably three or four big solo cups right full of the brim, I'd grab that and I would just down it. Well, after doing that every day for about a week, I ran into some troubles, and uh, yeah, the uh, the bush there it got a present for me, so uh, <laughs> you just got to be careful with that. But I I think that's the only real downfall. Of drinking too much. <laughs> Plus, while you're out there and you're uh, tapping all your trees and stuff, uh, birch is what chaga grows on. So if you happen to find some chaga growing on the birch trees, uh, you know, it, it's a great thing to harvest from the birch as well. And then chaga, it makes absolutely amazing uh, uh, tea and powders and stuff. And then with the whole thing of birch trees too, it's one of those like miracle trees, miracle plants, whatever you want to call it kind of a thing where there's so many great uh, health benefits and stuff. You know, you should really kind of look it up. I don't really know it off the top of my head. And I don't want to just kind of spitball uh, things at you. I usually get a lot of things wrong. So uh, <laughs> if you want the actual true solid facts, you know, just Google, you know, benefits of chaga, benefits of birch water and uh you know birch syrup and all that good stuff uh but anyways back to back to making birch syrup once as i filter it uh basically what i got is one of those camp chef uh dual burner propane uh cook stop uh stoves and i take just a great big huge soup pot and i fill it pretty well right to the right to the brim with i don't know how much that holds probably three gallons or so of birch water and i put it on a not exactly full blast because i think if you heat it up too fast it almost burns the the sugar kind of a thing so instead of like cranking the heat on it you know i'll put it at like uh whatever on a scale of one to ten i'll put it at like a seven kind of a thing and then that way you still get a nice slow rolling boil and it just steams for hours and hours and hours and it takes a long time because you're boiling off like if you have five gallons of birch uh, sap you might get i don't know maybe a cup of syrup yeah maybe Dep and again that depends on the time of year at the very beginning it's like 99.99% water. And when you get kind of closer to the end of the season, it'll be instead of 99.99% water, it'll be like 97.5% water. <laughs> you know, real scientific numbers for you. So uh, at the nearing the end, there's a little bit more sugars that are kind of flowing up. So uh, yeah, I just slowly 
slowly cook her down. And then as it's coming down too, what I end up doing is I have my bucket of filtered water. And as the level's coming down, I just keep topping it up with fresh stuff until, uh, uh, I don't know, I might have kind of five or six cups left kind of a thing in the in the big pot. And then what I do is I transfer that into a much smaller pot and I'll use like, if I'm outside, I'll use like a small Coleman uh, propane stove for that. And then that way, you know, the, the camp chef, it works great when you have a great big huge pot because the flames come out real wide where the Coleman, it's more concentrated and it's a lot easier to control the heat and the flames and all that. So then I'll do that for the last, you know, couple of cups kind of thing. And basically, depending on who's making the syrup, uh, if you go too much, you end up burning it. But if you don't go enough, you have pretty well slightly thick brown water that's, you know, it is sweet. But to me, it that'd be more of like a fish marinade kind of thing and not necessarily a syrup. So like guys like my dad... He goes until it's it's pretty runny. Like it's you put it into a jar or whatever, you shake it up, and it doesn't stick to the sides of the glass. And it's you could have boiled it down quite a bit longer, but that's the way he likes it. Uh, for me, I boil it down until I take a spoon, put the spoon into it, and when I turn it upside down. Or when I tip my spoon to the side there. When the syrup kind of runs off. But then it also kind of licks the back side of the spoon. And then drops. That's where I like it. So it's pretty well the same consistency of maple syrup. Uh, when you do it that long though. You have to be very very careful. at Near the end. Uh, I'll end up. Typically I end up just putting the burner to like a low. Like. From 1 to 10, I put it at 1, sometimes 2. And then pretty well just to keep it hot and keep steam coming off. Because if you boil it when it's that low, uh, you'll the chances of you burning are extremely high. And you'll have like pretty well a week or two of work uh, just gone. So you have to be pretty careful uh, at the end. But as long as you have a little bit of patience... It's it's not that big of a deal. Uh, you know, with us, what we end up doing is we set everything up in my little woodshed out back. And we just do our uh, sugar days or <laughs> whatever you want to call it. And, uh, yeah, as a lot of times, too, as one guy is in there kind of monitoring everything with the burners going and all that stuff. Uh, you know, the other guy, they might go out every few hours and collect a bunch more of the sap. And then, uh, yeah, you just do that for, well, typically what happens, we tap our trees, we collect water for about three days, and then we start to, uh, to simmer it all down. And then as we're simmering it down, it's about another three days that we do that. And in the meantime, all of our trees are still tapped and we still just bring in new fresh water and keep topping everything up. So with us, we end up getting quite a bit. And then uh, pretty well, 
once as we get to the end, uh, if you want to preserve your syrup or if you just really, if you just made enough just to for like a couple of things of pancakes, I, uh, you know, just throw it into like a Mason jar or an empty maple syrup jar or whatever. Heck, put it in a bowl or a cup. If you only made, you know, a little handful of it kind of thing and throw it in your fridge. Uh, but if you're like me and every once in a while you go a little overboard and you've collected a ton of it, uh, pretty well put it into sterile mason jars and just do a water bath can with it and it'll last you for years. Uh, whether uh, it lasts that long because you ate it all, uh, that's up to you. But uh, <laughs> if you don't eat it, it'll last years. Uh, and then also when we're all said and done, uh, what I started doing, uh, probably, well, once as I started drilling into the trees, I just went out to like Canadian Tire, Rona, Home Hardware, pretty well any store that sells wood dowels and you can get them. If you buy the real long ones, you can get like four feet of wood dowels as long as they're half inch or slightly bigger. Uh, what I'll do is I'll cut off little chunks. I'll put them in like my vice or something like that. Cut off pieces that are whatever, an inch to two inches long. There's no science behind it. All you're doing is when you go to your, your half inch tap, you pull the tap out, you take your wood dowel, you put that in, and it just creates a nice seal around it. And you're tapping wood with wood. I mean, they're usually like pine or something like that. So it's... Not exactly birch, but, you know, whatever. It's a lot better than just pulling your taps out. And I'll be honest, there has been times where I have left a couple of trees where I just pull the tap out just to see what happens. You'll see those ones in the yard here. And I wouldn't necessarily say that you should do it, but if you happen to miss a couple, uh, my trees here at the house, they're still growing. They still seem fine. Uh, with birch, they create that, well, basically chaga, they create like their own little scab almost. So like the odd one, if you don't have a, a whatever you want to call it, uh, your wood tap, I guess. If you don't have that, you know, try to do something to plug, plug the hole with, you know, shove some grass in it, use some tape, do something. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, like I said, if there's only a couple, don't do it to every single one, but if there's only a couple, uh, you know, it's not that bad if you don't retap them, kind of a deal. And then there's also talks where people said, don't tap the same trees uh, more than, or wherever it was, every couple of years, tap the same tree kind of a thing. And... It makes sense in a way, but, you know, there's pretty well five or six trees in my yard here that they're like my test trees. Uh, before I go to work, whatever, I'll stop the truck, get out, grab a knife, stab it. If it starts to run, cool, my day's off. We can tap trees. And then these ones, I have tapped them every single year using the drill bit. Just... Doing what I said here, you know, you use your 7 16th drill bit, use your half inch hose connectors, put a nail in the tree, hang a bucket, 
yada 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 right and then at the end of the year pull my top out grab my wood dowel put that in and they're still alive and they still produce every year but i mean if you're in a spot where there is like a ton of birch trees then yeah best practices are to you know kind of separate the trees and which ones that you do or just kind of maybe look at it and set up like a grid almost uh you know this section do it this year this section do it year two next section over do it year three year four go back to your first one kind of thing just to kind of give them a little bit of a break uh is it necessary i don't i honestly don't really think so but it'll make you feel good at the end of the day and uh it does seem like it should make a difference but from what i've seen just in my yard however that is only like what is it five or six trees so i don't know maybe uh maybe i need a bit of a bigger test pool kind of thing but uh yeah that's uh pretty well what our plans are here once as depends this year i bet you it'll be about mid-april before we can tap any trees and uh yeah you'll definitely be seeing some more videos being made uh, about that if you're kind of in a rush and you don't want to wait there are uh birch tapping videos that I have up on my youtube channel already from the previous years and uh yeah if you guys want to check that out just head over to youtube go underneath the playlist and i'm not too sure if it's under how to or outdoor adventures playlist but uh there's somewhere's in there if not just go to the search bar up on the top just type in you know birch or syrup chaga whatever and you'll find all sorts of videos there coming up for you but anyways guys i hope you uh enjoyed this podcast hopefully uh this helps you out and gets you all excited here for this spring uh you know give this give this a try it's it's a lot of fun it's extremely rewarding uh plus you can kind of impress your friends by saying hey this here syrup I made that myself, you know, and it's uh it's pretty cool. Plus you can take your kids out and uh grandparents, whatever. Anybody can go out and do it, and anybody can sit by the fire and, and watch the water boil. But anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, please hit the little like button down in the corner on your YouTube channel, subscribe to it, uh check out a couple other videos, and uh maybe share a podcast or share one of our videos with your friends. I'll catch you on the next one.